Welcome back to Real Pod Wednesdays. Dan Hope joined, as always, by Colin Haas-Hill. And today, we are going to draft. Those of you who are longtime listeners of this show probably remember that in the past, we have done a head-to-head draft of drafting uh, two lineups from the Ohio State football roster uh, that would go against each other if uh, they were to play a game right now. And we are going to do that exercise once again this year, going through uh, the Ohio State football roster. Uh, we will draft 44 players in total, 22 each, 11 on offense, 11 on defense, to fill out some head-to-head lineups. And then we'll ask you all uh, to vote on who picked the better team. And I think this is going to be a really interesting exercise this year because the last two years, we knew going in, Justin Fields was going to be the number one overall pick. And whoever got Justin Fields was going to have a clear advantage at quarterback. This year, without having a clearly defined starting quarterback, I think it makes this exercise a lot more interesting in terms of who's going to be drafted at the top. And then I just think if you look across this roster, there's a lot of there's a lot of positions on this roster where it's not entirely certain who the best players are at each position. So I think that's going to make this a really interesting exercise here because I don't know what your board looks like. You don't know what my board looks like. And I'm fascinated to see if yours ends up being very similar to mine or if we end up going in two completely different directions here. Yeah, this is always, you know, I, nobody out there doesn't love a draft. Like drafts, drafts in general are just fun. Um, I really I like think, drafts. Yeah, I think that this this sort of exercise to me, I think it's a good way to just look at how we think about this Ohio State football team because you have to consider two things in particular. One, you have to consider just how good you actually think these guys are. And the other you have to consider is just how deep you think these positions are. Because, you know, say if I were to take C.J. Stroud early, you know, that would probably mean I think that the quarterback, you know, there's a fairly big separation between C.J. Stroud and Kyle McCord and Jack Miller. Um, but if I wanted to wait a little bit because I didn't really mind which quarterback I got, you know, that's another way to take it. And I, I think that this that's one of the reasons I like this, because there's a lot of strategy here. And, you know, I think we can do the thing where if we wanted to just rank the 25 best Ohio State players like shoot, we might do that at some point this offseason. But I think that this is another little fun exercise way to do it when we've been trying to talk about this Ohio State football team in different ways for the past, you know, six months. And it puts us on the spot. It forces us to make a call here. We can't hem and haw and say, well, this guy is equal to this guy. We got to pick somebody. We got to make picks. Uh, So we'll get right into that. Um, In terms of how we're going to construct these rosters, uh, we're going to go at it where each of us is going to draft one quarterback. We're going to draft five offensive skill position players, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So if you want to run a two running back, two tight end, one wide receiver offense, I wouldn't recommend it given all the receiver talent Ohio State has, but you can do that if you want to. You draft five offensive linemen, draft whatever offensive linemen you want, can move them around between positions. Same goes with the defensive line. You have to draft four defensive linemen. You have to draft at least two linebackers, at least three DBs, and then the other two can be either linebackers DB. So if you want to run a four, two, five, you can do that. If you want to run a four, four, three, you can do that. However, however you think you can construct the best defense using players that are available to you on Ohio state's roster, you're able to do that. You just, you can't draft all three quarterbacks to keep them away from the other team. You have to draft players to fill a 
actual reasonable lineup. Yeah, and and you know, I I think that we want to try and make this. We want to minimize the how come how complex this is. I mean, we at the end of the day, we want it a little bit to be just ranking the guys one to forty four, how good we think they are. But we also want to rank. We also want to take position group into you know effect and and you know whether we think a four two five or a four four as uh, we saw in the national championship game is the best way to take this Ohio State uh, lineup. Right, and it's you know you should clarify it's not going to be a true ranking because there's going to be guys who fall simply because the other one of us has already drafted players at that position. And so we might wait on a guy or if a position's really deep, we might wait to draft a guy just because we don't necessarily care as much which player we end up with at a position. So uh, I think it's really going to, you know, especially at the top, we're really kind of looking at, okay, who are the most valuable players? And then as we move on later in the draft, it becomes more about, okay, who's going to fill out our roster the best. I, yeah, I actually think that's probably a good way to couch it too. It's not necessarily the best, it's the most valuable. And I think that that's, you know, that's an important way to, to look at it too. All right, so are we doing a coin flip or something here? How we determine who gets the first pick? I did realize as we started recording that we hadn't determined this yet. Uh, I will go, let me Google a coin flip site, and I'm going to flip a coin online live right now. It says, let, let me let me see. We need a, like an observer here to I know. See. Well, I, I promise. And I, I as serious you. as this thing is, man, I'm not going to lie about this. I All right. What you. do you want? I am on flippedsimu.com. All right. I'll, I'm going to let you call it. I'll take tails. All right. Flipping it right now. This takes a while. Heads. All right. All right. I have the number one pick. All right. So we are going to go snake fashion, right? So I'm yep. going to, I will make one pick and then you'll be up with two picks, then I'll go two picks, and then we go back and forth with two picks basically for the rest of the draft. Correct, until we get to 44 at the end, and then I'll make the last pick, and or you'll make the last pick. I'm not I'm trying to think about how it works. I think <laughs> you make the last pick, I think, yes, because yes, you'll make the one at the start. Pick. So you'll make the last pick at 44, and that will be that. All right. I think that I wanted you to have the number one pick because I have no idea where to go. I wanted this. you to have the number one pick, so... <laughs> I was I was kind of glad when it came up heads. I so I'm looking at the board and I think I'm just going to count off the guys who I would be comfortable taking first. I'm up to 5. I would t- I would say there are 6 guys who I would be totally comfortable taking with the number 1 pick in this draft, which is completely different from any other year mm-hmm. because there's no number 1 guy who I look at this team and say like this is the most valuable guy and if you don't have this guy on the team Everything changes. Agreed. I just don't think that's the way that this team is constructed. That said, I'm just going to have to do it. I'm going to go Thayer Munford number one overall because the way that, you know, I don't know how these lineups are going to go. I know that having a, a left tackle like that, regardless of how the offensive skill talent shakes out and regardless of what the defensive line looks look look like, you know, Thayer Munford is a guy who I know I can count on. You know, he's a potential All-American this year. I feel very comfortable. That's I'll be honest, that's a little bit of a safe pick. Like I don't, I, I don't know if Thayer Munford is going to win me at all, but I feel comfortable going Thayer Munford number one overall. We both had the same guy at number one. I also had Thayer Munford at number one on our board. So despite the fact that we both felt like there were four or five different guys we could have taken, we both had the same guy at the top of our board. Well, yeah, I mean, when you can take a fourth year starting left tackle, like you might as well do that. All right, now you know two and three here again. It's like there's like four or five different guys that I could go with here, but you know, ultimately I'm looking at it and I'm going, 
okay, where where do I feel like are the guys that it's not just the best players, but it's also the guys where I, I feel more confident in them than anybody else at their position. And and ultimately that leads me to with the second pick, I'm gonna take Haskell Garrett because I think Haskell Garrett is really the only guy on this defense who's an established star at this point. And, you know, he, he had a great year last year. He, he's their, their, their only really truly established defensive tackle. And so I'm going to take Haskell Garrett, number two, uh, to be the anchor of my interior defensive line. And then number three, I know it's a little bit crazy to draft this position this high on an Ohio State team, but I do believe there's maybe the biggest gap here in this position between the starter and everyone else on the roster. That's why I'm going to take Jeremy Ruckert with third pick. Because you know I'm a big Jeremy Ruckert guy, and I don't I don't know you know what else they have at this position, and so I'm going to take Jeremy Ruckert with the third pick. So I promise you that I wanted to take Jeremy Ruckert first, and I just was thinking about the comments that we'd get on elevenwarriors.com, <laughs> and was like, can I do this? And I went against it because yes, I I think tight end. I'll be honest, like I think Ohio State's in a little bit of trouble when you look at the rest of the tight end roster. The counterpoint to that is like how many multi tight end sets are you going to use this year if you think it's a little bit concerning? Like I think Ohio State will be fine there because Jeremy Ruckert is awesome. Um, but yes, I would have taken Jeremy Ruckert here with number four pick. To be honest, Haskell Garrett was not one of the SIPS guys I was considering with the number one pick. Um, I think he's I think he's really good. Um, I don't know that necessarily that he's a superstar. Like when I think of when I think of a superstar defensive tackle, I think of a guy who you're thinking about already as a first round draft pick. Like, I don't really know that Haskell's there right now. I think he's just, a, I think he had a really good season last year, um, but I would have waited a little bit personally. Um, that said, those are two solid guys to, to go off the bat with. Um, you know, when you started talking about your third pick, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. And I thought it was going to make my fourth selection easier because I was going to take whichever Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave that you left me. And now I have to pick between them um, because yes, I, I can't sit around and watch two first round wide receivers go, um, go to Dan. Um, I have to take at least one of them. And the more I think about it, like, I just think it's really hard. Like I would have said that Garrett Wilson last year in the middle of the season, I would have said that I thought he was the best Ohio state wide receiver. And then I thought when Chris Olave was out, like I thought the offense changed. I think that I personally underrated what Chris Olave can do. And I'll be honest, too. like, I think I'm going to take Chris Olave here, um, which is a little bit of a departure from what I thought, what I thought about um, what I would have done last year. Um, but I, I just think that the way that Chris Olave has, uh, is, is impactful in this offense, you know, I, I feel comfortable rolling with him right now. And then it gets a little complicated for me thinking about this number five pick, because um, there's several different directions I could go. So I remember what Dan did to me last year, and I think I'm going to do it to him right now. And I'm going to take Nicholas Petit Frere with my next selection because I, you know, Damn I it. am on the Nicholas. I, I have been at the forefront of the Nicholas Petit Frere bandwagon. I, I think he is a, I think he's a star in the making. Um, and I think the, the only reason that people don't talk about him nationally is because he doesn't really have a flashy game. Like you almost forget that he's out there. He's, he's so, he's so consistently good. Um, and right now, my team with Chris Olave, Thayer Munford, Nick Petit-Frere, like I feel feel very comfortable about this start. We don't need to talk about the off, the defense yet, but offensively, offensively we're in a good spot off the bat. 
Yeah, I did not like you getting the two offensive tackles at all. I uh, Olave was four on my board. Um, so, you know, he would have been my next pick here if you hadn't taken him. And I mean, I would have taken those two guys. If, if you had left either of those two guys, they would have been next up for me. Cause I, I did not want you to get both offensive tackles. I was, I was, I was hoping, I was hoping y- y- you'd let him fall to me to six, but I was afraid you would do that. Nevertheless. All right. Number six, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Cause I don't, you already pick, got yeah. both. You already got both offensive tackles. I don't want you getting both of the elite wide receivers. And I promise so, you, I was uh, going to take him if you left him. Oh, I oh I I thought you were about to take him at five every way you were talking. So I was worried you were going to do that. So I, I have to take Garrett Wilson. I, I can't uh, pass him up any longer at number six. Uh, can't let you get considering you already have both offensive tackles. I can't let you get both of the top receivers. And then number seven, I'm going to go with a guy that I took high last year. I, I probably reached on him last year but I still believe in this guy and I think he's going to have a breakout year. I'm going to go with Zach Harrison here for seventh pick. I, I, I do believe Zach Harrison is going to start to become the player this year, but he's been projected to be here for a couple of years now. I do think he's going to be Ohio state's top pass rusher this season. And so I'm going to take him, pair him up with Haskell Garrett on the defensive line. He was one of those guys who I was wondering about, like, should I even take him first? Like, I think taking Zach Harrison first off his track record would be crazy, but I think you make a good pick just based on potential. I mean, we've talked about him as a potential first round guy for a while now. Um, there's no reason to go away from that. I think for, so for my pick, I believe this is the eighth overall pick. I'm going to go a little bit outside of the box here. And this is one that you make because you talk about, like when we talked about best versus valuable. Like I think this guy's more valuable than he is best. And that's seven banks. Um, because I'll be honest, like I look at the Ohio state cornerback situation. And I have some pretty big question marks. Like, you know, I, I like what seven banks has shown. He's not a star yet. Some people think that he's going to be a first round pick next, next spring. I think that we're going to have to see a lot this fall. And then outside of him, you know, Cam Brown coming back from an injury of Marcus Williamson, who had sort of an up and down, first season as a starter. You have guys like Ryan Watts and Legend Cavazos and Cam Martinez who are some intriguing younger guys, but they haven't proven anything. And I just think Seven Banks right now, you know, he's the class of the room. So I'm going to go with him right now. Um, he, was, he was next on my board too. That's understandable. So I'm looking at the rest of my board. And I do think right now there's a little bit of a drop-off when, when you're considering everything from positional value um, and you're just thinking about who's the most valuable. I agree. Um I mean, there are several ways I could take this. And I'm just thinking, like, do I want to be mean to Dan or should I be nice and go in a little bit different direction than what I'm thinking about? But I sort of want to be mean right now. Um, <laughs> and, ah, no, I'm, I'm, it's a podcast, so I feel like I shouldn't take more than, like, 10 seconds to make a pick. So I am going to be mean to you, and I'm going to take Paris Johnson. That was because mean. Uh, I, it was very, it was that was very mean because that's probably the third best offensive tackle on the board. Now I have all three offensive tackles, but obviously Paris Johnson on my team going to be slotting in as a guard. I, I shouldn't be surprised because we usually agree, but like our boards are so similar. Like I, I really thought like we were going to look like very different, and your board is like so similar to mine. But well, I, yeah, I mean, I considered. Eh, I'm not even going to say because I'll take him with my next pick if you don't take him. All right. Well, next I'm going to go Josh Proctor because uh, you already got you already got seven banks, and so I, I got to get the other guy who I think is pretty much a surefire starter in the secondary. And so I, I'm going to go Josh Proctor here with the tenth pick. 
So 11th pick's a little tough for me. There's, there's, there's three different guys that I'm considering here with this pick. You know what? I'm going to stick in the secondary. I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to have a really big breakout year. I'm going to go Lathan Ransom. Uh, he's got a lot of versatility there. I could, I could put him in the slot I, and pair him up with Josh Proctor, give me the versatility to do some two safety sets, some different things there. Could probably even play one of those guys if a bullet as well, depending on how the rest of his draft shakes out. So I'm going to grab two pieces for my secondary here with Josh Proctor and Lathan Ransom. I think that's a great pick. Also, I wanted Lathan Ransom to be my safety when you took Josh Proctor, and now you took them both, which is a move that, Dan, I respect. Um, I mean, I had to be mean to you because you you had just <laughs> been mean to me. So That's fair. That's fair. I am going to go out on a limb and take a guy who I believe can be a star. I'm going to take Jack Sawyer. Um I, I was, I, he was the other guy I was debating there. Cause I'm <laughs> like, I was, I was hoping I could let him slip a couple more picks, but I yeah. was very close to taking him there. I think Jack Sawyer is going to be a star and I don't think it's going to take long for him to be a star. I mean, I, I think taking him here means that I take him over Tyreek Smith. And I think that that speaks to what I think about Tyreek Smith. Um, not, not Tyreek Smith. At, not, sorry. <laughs> speaks to why, yeah, that's yeah. Speaks to, speaks to what I think about Jack Sawyer which is, I think off the bat, he's going to be great. Um, and I think if you look at the defensive end room, you know, part of me thinks that maybe I could have waited, but I, I think Jack Sawyer is really, really good. Um, so for my next pick, I'm going to go back on defense and take to Roger Mitchell, who I think is probably the safest guy to call a starter right now at linebacker. You know, I don't feel 100% comfortable with that. And I mean, played fewer than 100 defensive snaps last year, but – I think linebacker is a really difficult position to, to figure out right now. And if he's the most, if he's the safest guy right now um, and he's been waiting for a while, I mean, everybody knows what Taraja Mitchell was as the recruit. And now he's had three years to develop at Ohio state. I feel pretty comfortable taking him where I did. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, 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 I was definitely going to consider him with one of my next two picks. He was, he was up there on my board. So I, I think that's a good choice. All right. 14. I'm going to stick with the secondary again. I'm going to go Cam Brown. I'm going to, I'm going to go Cam Brown. You know, there's, you know, I think that secondary depth on this team is, is questionable. And so if I can get three of the top four guys on my board here uh, and start to fill that out after missing out on seven banks, uh, I, I feel good about getting Cam Brown here. It's a few, few different guys I'm considering here for this next pick. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a guy who I believe I have my fingers crossed. I got two guys. I got two guys in the queue, Dan. And if you take them, you're going to ruin things. I mean, come on now. Think about me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is brutal. Dan. No, that's a t- I know this is this, this, this a tough, this is a tough one for me. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with this guy. Cause I, I just don't want to lose him because I think he's going to be the best running back on the team this year. I'm going to go with Mayan Williams here. 15th pick. I love it. Chop as, as, as you know, chop, we should yes. mention. he is no longer fat boy. He is now chop. Yes. He, he, he's no longer meatball, whatever other, he had like 25 nicknames there for the past yeah. year. He wants to be called chop. Yep. We'll roll with chop. Ryan we'll uh, Williams was not the guy I was going to take that said, I will say he was number one on my running back big board. So if I had to take a running back, I was going to take him. I'm going to do, I'm going to be the guy I'm going to take CJ Stroud right now. I think that CJ Stroud can be really, really good. I think if you just look at him, 
you know, physically, I think he's in a good spot right now. Um, he looks a lot bigger than he was when he got to campus. Um, you obviously, it seems like a lot of people are very comfortable with where he's at. And it seems like he's going to be the starting quarterback for Ohio State. And if I can get that guy right now, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I almost just took him at 50. He was the other guy I was strongly yeah. considering there. So this is the guy that I thought you were actually going to take. And I guess that he wasn't, you know, one of the number one or two guys on your board. But I'm going to go with Jets and Smith and Jigba at this Nets pick. Um, I just think, you know, I think he's going to develop into a star at Ohio State. And, you know, if I have CJ Stroud, Chris Olave, Jets and Smith and Jigba, Munford, Petit Frere, Paris Johnson up front, you know, I think that that offense is set up pretty well. And also I need to have a really good offense because I think that right now you're going to have a stronger defensive backfield than me. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good pick. Definitely. Um, definitely think that's a uh, solid pick. Uh, 18. I can't go any longer without drafting an offensive lineman before you really screw me there. So I'm going to go Harry Miller uh, with the 18th pick. Uh, Cause I, I don't want to wait any longer to, to draft my first offensive lineman. So I'll, I'll draft Harry Miller. I'll pause for a second because I think it's interesting. You and Harry Miller, who didn't have a great season last year, you know, I think that he has a chance to be really good this year, but was it a 100% sure pick for you that if you're going to go with an offensive lineman, it was going to be him, or was there anybody else in the mix? You don't even have to name names because we might take them, but how confident were you in that? Um, I was reasonably confident in it just, just because, you know, other than – at Munford and Petit Frere, he's the only guy that's really got a lot of experience. Plus, I feel like I can play him at either center or guard, depending on how the rest of this shakes out. I, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't decided yet whether he's going to be my center or my left or right guard. It, it's going to depend on who else I draft here the rest of the way. But I felt like that experience and position versatility made him uh, the best pick at this point. And then moving on to pick nineteen. Since since you took Jack Sawyer from me, I'll go ahead and take Tyreek Smith here and, and pair him up with Zach Harrison because I think they probably will be the top two defensive ends this year in, in terms of starters. I, I would have taken Sawyer before Tyreek Smith too because, like you, I believe he's going to be a star. But uh, to get to pair Zach Harrison with Tyreek Smith, uh, I think that's a strong uh, pairing to have at defensive end. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I was going to take Tyree Smith with my very nice pick if you did not take him right there. So from that perspective as well, it makes a lot of sense. So I'm looking at the board right now. I think it's, you know, now we're at the point where you just sort of have to pick guys who you feel confident in. Right. I think one of those guys who I like, and this maybe isn't the best pick because I don't know how – you know, he plays a similar – he plays the same position, but you could play them together as somebody who you took in Haskell Garrett. I'm going to take Teron Vincent with my next pick and have him up, up front along with Jack Sawyer. Um, and I just – you know, the, the, the positive vibes coming out of spring camp from Teron Vincent, I believe, are real. And I don't know if he's going to be as good as Haskell Garrett, but I do think that – you know, if there is a gap between them, I think that'll be maybe a little bit smaller than, than some people think. Um, for my Nets pick, you know, looking around, there are several ways to go. I will go, you know, I think that your defensive backfield is good enough. I need to make sure that my passing game is is on point. I'm going to take Julian Fleming. Um, and that gives me Olave, Jetson, Smith, and Jigba, Fleming. And I think that, you know, there is – there was reason for me to wait on that because I think that Emeka, Buka, and – 
Marvin Harrison Jr. are both great options, and I'm sure that those guys will, at least one or two of them, will go off the board here, probably both of them at some point for the rest of this draft. And I think that could have waited, but I feel like a healthy Julian Fleming is going to be a real asset. All right, I am going to go with my next pick. I'm going to go Luke Whippler, uh, get me another offensive lineman. Uh, I'm probably going to put Whippler at center and, and Miller at left guard because that is my hunch on what the offensive line is going to look like this year at Ohio State. Uh, but give me both options. Uh, give me you know two guys who I think will be in the starting five for Ohio State since uh, you already got three of them at this point. And then with my next pick, I am going to go – I'm, I'm going to go with a guy who – I think has has been overlooked, but I think is going to end up playing a big role at that bullet position this year. And I'm going to go with Ronnie Hickman. That's a fascinating selection. Um, and I think it would surprise some people. What makes you bullish on, on Ronnie Hickman? I, I think there's a lot to like about his game. I think, you know, he's a guy that if you play at that bullet role, he's that he's, he's, he's more of a safety uh, than a linebacker. And so I think he gets you another guy on the field uh, who who's going to be better in, in coverage while at the same time also having some ability uh, to make some plays in the box. So I, you know, him and him and, you know, him and Craig Young are close for me. I could see either one of them starting. I think they're both going to play, but Hick, Hickman's just the guy who got my hunch. I think might end up playing a little bit more at that spot. And, and I think, you know, his, his versatility again, adds another versatile piece to the back end of my defense. All right. I, I was going to wait on that because there, there are three guys there and Craig Young, um, Ronnie Hickman and Court Williams. And, you know, I feel it's just hard for me right now in the middle of July to know exactly how to feel about those guys. Yep. But I like the upside pick there. So my next pick, uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Jones right now. Um, you know, he could be a starting offensive lineman for Ohio State. I thought he looked really good in his limited reps last season. So that gives me Munford, Petit Frere, Paris Johnson, Matthew Jones up front, which i got to say, I like that a lot. Um, you should. <laughs> yes. And then I will, you know, could have waited on this. I don't feel comfortable waiting any longer. I want JTT. I want JT Tuomolowau, which gives me Jack Sawyer, Teron Vincent, JTT, which is the all-time potential. Yeah, <laughs> defensive line. Now I will have the people on my side because all the people listening, they want these three to be stars and they think that these three can be stars. I don't know if this fall, all three of them are going to be stars in due time. They will be my defensive line's a little bit risky, but I'll be honest. Like I'm totally fine buying on the upside of those three guys. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean, I think we all want to see what that pair can do. I mean, if we, if we were drafting guys for the rest of their careers, JTT would have gone in the top five. So, I mean, to, to get, to get him here at 25, I think is a really solid pick. I think it's yeah. a, it's a really solid I will solid say, pick. you know, if you didn't take Tyreek Smith earlier, I was going to be mean to you and take Tyreek Smith and JTT back to back <laughs> and give him, give me a really uh, dangerous defensive front four. All right. 26. I am going to go ahead and, finish off my secondary here. I'm going to take Ryan Watts. I believe he's going to be uh, the number three cornerback this year. And I really don't know what to make of anyone else at the position uh, behind everyone else who's already off the board. So I am going to go ahead and take Ryan Watts here at 26. And then at 27, I'm going to go ahead and 
round out my defensive line. I'm going to take the guy who I think will be the top nose tackle on the team this year, and that's Antoine Jackson. Totally reasonable. Totally reasonable selection. That's one of those high floor selections where you imagine taking Antoine Jackson can't go wrong. And you never know, like the way that Ohio State and, and Larry Johnson in particular coaches, um, I do think that there's some potential for uh, Antoine Jackson to take a pretty significant step forward this season. Pick 28. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now I at seeing, seeing, what I'm, seeing what I want. And there, you know, there, there are a lot of positions right now on the board, I'll say, that it's just like I almost view them – I almost view guys as just even in my mind. Um, yep. And we can maybe review that after the draft because I don't want to give away all my strategy right now. But that is sort of how I view it. I think it's actually pretty difficult right now to say. It's almost like I want you to make the decision just so that I don't have to. Um, that said. I mean, I'll make a decision for you, but you probably <laughs> won't like it. <laughs> all right. I don't know if this is mean, uh, but I have to do it because I think he's the best guy on the board still. And I'm going to take Dewan Jones. And I'm gonna. Uh, that gives my offensive that, line is in trouble. <laughs> I, I realized I, I realized it after I made my last two picks. Like I should not have. I should have taken Dewan there because I knew you were gonna do that. I knew you were gonna do. He's that. the best guy available. And now my off, like I yeah. don't know what the heck I'm gonna do at offensive tackle. Yeah, I will say <laughs> that was a little bit disastrous for you to wait on that one. But yeah, I shouldn't. I mean, have there's still, on that you know, one. you can find uh, the Grant Tutants of the world. Plug him in. See what they can do against Jack Sawyer. I should have said you could only draft two offensive tackles. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Jack Sawyer is going to like this game because he's going to face all the offensive linemen that he had four sets against in this Marine game. <laughs> all right, looking at this, huh? Hmm. So I would take a defensive back right here, but here's the thing: like you took all the defensive backs, so I I don't I don't know if I need to take another one right now. And you also filled out your defensive line. Uh, there's there's several ways I could go here though. I'm let me see. There, the, I think we're at the we're at the point too where you really have to scratch to see the potential. <laughs> I'm gonna go. That said, I'm gonna go with Jerron Cage, who I liked a lot in the uh, during during last season. Again, I think he's in the Antoine Jackson vein where you know I think he's I think he can be good. I don't know how great he's gonna be, um, but I feel like if some if if somehow he came off the board. Um, I would be in trouble because I think there's a pretty big separation between him and the other guys. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you now, where it's like, okay, like there's a lot of guys where like they're really close together, and you know, who, you know, who should I take at whatnot? You have drafted your five offensive linemen, so I I can wait on that now. I can wait on that now. I don't have to 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 draft one just so you don't take any more from me. Uh, so I feel like I I feel like I gotta draft a linebacker. And there's like a bunch of guys that are all really close for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cody Simon. I'm gonna go with Cody Simon. I, I'm really intrigued by Cody Simon. I, I have a feeling one way or another he's gonna end up seeing a lot of playing time this year. And I think, to me, I think there's a chance. There's a chance he ends up being the best linebacker on the team this year. I don't think he's gonna start immediately, but I, I do think that you know he's he's a guy that intrigues me. Uh, that. I, I'm I'm interested to see what he can become, and I do think that he's going to end up being a really good player at Ohio State. So I'm going to take Cody Simon at 30, and then at, at 31, just in case you decide to do something crazy, you know I want this guy, so I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. 
That's fair. I wasn't going to do anything crazy for the record, but I understand. I didn't think you would, but I understand. You knew I wanted him. Yeah. You're a big Marvin Harrison Jr. guy. And hey, it's been it's been going well for you thus far. So I can't blame you on that. So for my next pick, you know, I've got I've got a couple ways to go on this, but really what I need to do is figure out my back seven. Because right now, all I've got for a grand total of seven spots are Taraja Mitchell and seven banks. And I feel like those are maybe the best defensive back and linebacker on the board or in this draft, but I have nobody else. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So I need to figure this out. So I'm going to go with Craig Young and that gives me a little bit of versatility. Whereas, you know, maybe he can play strong side linebacker. If I want that, you know, he can play a little bit more safety, um, there's a little, there, there's several ways to go w- with him. And I also, I'm going to stick at the position and you took away my Lathan ransom game plan. So I'm going to have to get a little bit creative here and I'm going to put court Williams at safety for me. And he has never played a snap for Ohio state. So putting him at safety against the Garrett Wilson's of the world, uh, maybe a little bit troubling. Um, but I really like the, the, the talent that he has. I dig that because that's that's what I would have done too if, if you had taken I, I had the same game plan there, but if you took Proctor first, I was gonna take Ransom uh as my safety. And if for some reason you ended up with both, I was gonna take Court Williams. So I I, I, I think that's a smart pick. All right, 34. I need another linebacker, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a guy who's not actually on the roster yet, but he is in our draft pool because we do expect him to be on the roster. And so I'm gonna draft Paula Ie Nayoteote the USC transfer linebacker, pair him with Cody Simon at linebacker. Your defense is filled out, Dan. Got the whole yep, thing. Yep, that is. Yep, I've got all 11 on my my defense, so that works. And then I'll go ahead and fill out my skill positions now, and I will draft a Mecca Buka at 35. Hard to go wrong with taking the five-star wide receiver this far down. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only draft in America where you can, <laughs> uh, under these guidelines, you would actually have that happen. Correct. That's the way that this <laughs> wide receiver room looks right now. Um, you know, linebacker was the ultimate position where I was just going to let it shake out however it shook out because, to me, it's really hard to figure out to parse through the four guys. Yep. So I'm going to take the guy, you know, there. The, to me, there are four guys at inside linebacker provided – um provided pg we're gonna call him that uh he gets his transfer ea EA, i think is his nickname all right maybe both either one um i'm gonna take dallas gant and i'm gonna plug him in and that gives me another linebacker who get basically gives me the projected starters for ohio state as of now which certainly could change by the season starts but with taraja mitchell and dallas gant which i like and then i am you know i still i'm still looking at that back seven and it's a little bit ugly back there. I mean, I'm just going to take Marcus Williamson and I don't feel great about it because I didn't think that his last, you know, last season at Ohio state was particularly great. Um, but I also, you know, I'm looking at other guys on the board and, you know, like a Cam Martinez is intriguing. A legend Cavazos is intriguing. You look at some of the freshmen, JK Johnson, Jordan Hancock, you know, maybe they're good in time, but I think that, I think at this point I just feel most comfortable going with Marcus Williamson. That's who I would have taken too. Those are those are the two guys, but I would have taken there to uh, fill out those positions. All right, at this point, I just got to fill out my quarterback, my offensive line. So let's go ahead and get my quarterback now. I will go with Kyle McCord, and you know, it, it, I mean, for me, like 
my whole strategy coming in was like I was going to let you take Stroud and I was going to take Kyle McCord because I think people know that I I I'm confident in what I think Kyle McCord can be and so I was hoping you were going to go ahead and take CJ Stroud right off the bat you did not uh, play into my hands with that one but uh, I'm good with getting Kyle McCord here uh, who I do believe is one of the top two quarterbacks on the team at least and then offensive line I've got to start filling out my spots here so. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to roll the dice with uh, Enoch Vamahi is uh, one of my offensive tackles because he's the best one left at this point. Yeah, uh, you going with him makes me realize that my strategy, which wasn't really a strategy, because there wasn't a ton of thought into it, uh, that worked out. Um, yeah, because you're did. going with the guy who has basically never played offensive tackle and was first to guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I will make my running back selection. And I'm sure there are going to be angry people in the comments. Yes, uh, there will. <laughs> because it doesn't matter which way I take this. No, it doesn't. It One doesn't. of the three. <laughs> there are a lot of people in Trayvon Henderson's corner. There are a lot of people in Master Teague's corner. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to anger one of the fans. I choose to anger the Master Teague supporters. I'm going to go with Trayvon Henderson here. My team, I must be – I'm going for the all-potential team because my team could be disastrous or it could be awesome. I don't 100% know which one, but, you know, Travion Henderson coming in as the number one running back in his class. I mean, if I can get that guy, I feel pretty comfortable. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from the Master Teague fan page. To oh, account. I can already hear it. I can yeah. already hear it. And and I apologize um, to absolutely nobody. <laughs> okay, Connor. Thank you. All right, Dan, we are down. What, you have two more picks to go? Yep. All right. And you have two more picks to go. I do. Oh, I'm up still. Yes. Oh, Jesus. You can tell my brain is bush after all this. Um, <laughs> all right. So I have to figure out my, my last two positions are basically like, where do I want to go on offense now that I have Stroud, Olave, Smith and Jigba, Fleming, Henderson? Do I really want a tight end or am I deciding to go for wide receivers? Um, and then, and the, uh, you know, in, in my defensive backfield, I have to figure out my last spot there, which, you know, Essentially, it has to be a cornerback. Um, so just looking at that right now, you know, I I don't feel great about any of the cornerbacks left. Um, that said, I'm just going to – I'm going to lean into the all-potential team right now, and I'm going to take Cameron Martinez because I really – you know, I, I really like um, what he can be. And that gives me some small cornerbacks with him and Marcus Williamson, which is, I think, a negative. But to me, that's the best way I can I – can, take this last pick or left for a little curve there. Cause when you said all potential team, I thought for sure you were going to Kalen Johnson. And then you, you <laughs> threw Cam, Cam Martinez at me. Yeah. I, I will be honest. Like I could have gone in five different directions. Yeah, you could have gone Jordan Hancock. You could have gone yeah. legend Cavazos. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Denzel Burke was making yep. some plays early in camp. So there are several ways I could have gone, but none of them I felt comfortable in. So I'm going to go with Cam Martinez. All right, and you have two left, and they're both two, offensive. Two more offensive linemen. So the easy one is Josh Fryer because, I mean, he's a guy that's still in the mix for a starting spot there at yep. guard. So pairing him up with Whipler and Miller, I feel pretty good about my interior offensive line. It's it's the offensive tackle position that's, that's scaring me because I don't really know which way to go here with, with, with this last pick. There's, there's like three or four different ways I can go here, and every single one is just a massive, massive risk. But – I'm going to go for five-star guy. I'm going to go with Donovan Jackson. I'm going to put him at right tackle, and I'm going to see what he can do because I think he's, you know, he's one of the most talented guys on this team. You know, I think he's going to ultimately play guard at Ohio State, but he has played tackle in high school. And so 
I'm going to go for five-star guy and see what I get out of him here, and I'll take Donovan Jackson. I actually don't know that I personally would have done that, but I respect it because you're looking at it and saying, like, do I want to take an underclassman development project or pray that the five-star who comes in is, like, great immediately? Yeah, I mean, Which, no matter what I, no yeah. matter what I do – I'm in a dangerous spot here. I mean, I could have, you know, I thought about Ben Chrisman. I thought about Grant Tutant, but you know, it, no matter where I go here, I'm going with a guy who has never played a snap of Ohio state football before. And I'm banking on that guy to be a starting offensive tackle for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, you know, some people would look at that and say like, it's not a bad pick because if I start, you know, you just don't see a lot of offensive linemen as freshmen, especially come in in the summer. Um, be impactful right away. So, I, I mean, I doubt we see him really at all this season unless it's late game, five snaps. I think he could make the two deep. I, 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 think, I think he could make the two deep at guard. I don't think he'll be on the two deep at tackle. But I think I, he could, but I, I'm, I'm not banking on it. And, and certainly, you know, it's possible. Like, I mean, Harry Miller just did it um, as a true freshman. He came in in the summer. So it's not like it, it's not like it doesn't happen. It just is rare, and, and that's what you're banking on, rare talent. Yep. All right, my last pick is perfect because this is an absolute, you know, this is not a great position to be in. And I'm going to take a tight end because I feel like I need a tight end, but there are not great tight ends behind Jeremy record on this team. I mean, you're essentially banking on Kate Stover who has never done anything at tight end and used to play defense, or you're looking at a guy in Joe Royer who redshirted and didn't play snap, or you're looking at G Scott jr. Who has never played the position before. Or you're looking at like Mitch Rossi, who's a you know walk on. Um, there's a walk on to get drafted. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I I promise you, I put him on the on the tight end thing. But I I had four guys listed, and he's number four. So um, just in case you decide to run a three three tight end offense, I figured <laughs> I needed him on my big board. Um, to me, it's between Kate Stover and G Scott Jr. It's just you're just looking blind and saying like maybe this guy. I think G. Scott Jr. in the long run might be really good. I just don't know if he can play tight end for me if we play a game today as we record on July 13th. So I feel like I have to go with Kate Stover here. And I don't love it. I don't even really like it because um, I have no idea how good Kate Stover is as we sit here today. Like, none at all. Um, but that's who Ohio State's backup tight end is. And I think that that's concerning for Ohio State um, if they want to run multi-tight end sets. Um, but it also puts a lot of pressure on Kate Stover to say, you know, third year in the program, you've been at tight end for for a full year. You know, Ohio State really does need something from him. You know, I think that there's maybe a little bit more pressure on him to reform than people have talked about. Yeah, no, that's that's who I would have gone with. I mean, I do think he's going to be the number two tight end this year. But like you said, I mean, we just don't know. I mean, I, I do think certainly Jeremy Rucker is going, as long as he's healthy, is going to play the vast majority of snaps at tight end this year. And I, I don't think we're going to see – uh, nearly as many two tight end sets as we've seen the past couple of years, just because I, I don't think the personnel is there for it, but he he's the guy that I'm certainly watching for. I think, you know, if there's a guy I think is going to be a breakout player at that position this year, Stover's the guy that I've got my eye on. All right. So we're done. We are done. We are, we are finished. And how do you feel about what you're looking at on your screen? I mean, I don't feel good about my offensive tackle situation. I mean, that's that's the thing that stands out. I mean, I you know, I I feel like I got the better defense. I feel like you know, I got the better, more complete defense. Uh, you know, I think you know my interior offensive line should be solid. Uh, you know, I feel you know I feel good about my skill positions. I mean, I got my tight end that I wanted. I got the running backs that I wanted. 
I knew really no matter how it played out, I was going to feel pretty good about who I had at receiver. Uh, and I feel fine with Kyle McCord. So, you know, I it's really for me, it's just it's that offensive tackle spot that I look at and go, oh, boy, these guys got to block uh, Jack Sawyer and, and JT to him all the while. I don't feel too good about that. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like, I feel very good, and I think that – I think my team would win, Dan. I think your team will win, too. I mean, I, I think your team's going to blow me out of the water. In the fall, <laughs> what? I mean, because I, I – I, I, I blowout. Uh, I, but I, I, mis- I miscalculated some of your strategy and, and I allowed you, I, I did not, it certainly was not my plan to allow you to, <laughs> to, to load up on tackle. offensive tackles. That was, that was not my plan at all. It just unfortunately worked out that way because I uh, was not aggressive enough in, in drafting and, and anticipating when you would steal those guys from me. Yeah. I think, you know, what I like about my team is, I think the wide receiver and quarterback, like it's, this is to me what Ohio state is a little bit in that it's set up for the quarterback to do really well. Cause you have the offensive tackles and Munford and Petit Frere. You have the wide receivers in Olave and Smith and Jigba and Fleming. You have a good running back and Trayvon Henderson. So to me, like, I think it's set up for my team to, to be able to pass the ball down the field pretty well. And I think this is where it goes to, um, you know, my weakness is the defensive backfield. And this is to me where it goes to that. I have a lot of just uncertainty about who's the best guy back there. So I personally think that there's a little bit less separation um, at a lot of those defensive backfield spots. So if there's one weakness for my team, I'm actually okay with it to be that area because like you took, you took Ronnie Hickman over Craig young. I think that's decent pick. I have no idea which of those guys are better. And like you took, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you took, you know, like a, like a Lathan Ransom, who I think is a good pick. I have no idea how good Lathan Ransom is. This is going to be this season. So I think that there's a, I think there's just a lot of, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of question marks back there. So I'm okay with that being a, being a personal question mark of mine. The other question mark of mine, I will say, and like, I'll admit to it. Uh, there's a lot of potential on the defensive line. Like, I think it's, I think it has a chance to be awesome, but it also has a chance to be just fine. Um, maybe Jack Sawyer and JTT need a little bit more time to um, time within Ohio state's program to, to get where Larry Johnson wants them. But I will say like, I'm okay with taking that risk. So altogether, like I, I feel pretty confident with the group that I have. Was there any, is there anything that you look back on and go like, I wish I would have, obviously mine is I wish I would have taken offensive tackles earlier like is there anything you look back on and go I, I wish I would have done this and instead of letting Dan get these guys you know part of me is I I think about that with with Jeremy Ruckert because I really think there's a you know Jeremy Ruckert early I think that that's a great pick by you um and I think that that's made you're underrating the the difference in Jeremy Ruckert versus Kate Stover um but I I'm okay with that ultimately because I think that it also allowed me to accidentally readjust my board in a way that gave me a little. And you bit would you would not have more. gotten Fayer Munford if you if you had drafted Jeremy Ruckert at exactly. number one. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was thinking is like you know if I had drafted Jeremy Ruckert earlier, you know I wouldn't be in the position where I am offensive line wise. So I'm actually okay with with generally how it went. I mean, I did want I I did want Tyreek Smith. I wanted I wanted Tyreek Smith. So I think that you stole him from me. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still okay with how the, the defensive line turned out when I have JTT and Jack Sawyer coming off the edge. And in hindsight, like I, I probably, I probably could have gotten Haskell Garrett if I had waited, because I, I, I think I underestimated how much you love Teron Vincent. 
Yes, I think you you totally did. I'm going to be honest. I think that Haskell Garrettson, you know, I think the story of Haskell Garrett and what he went through is amazing. And I think that for a while last fall, he was underrated. I almost wonder if right now he's a little bit overrated because I don't think he's going to be this first round pick, like eight sack defensive tackle. Like I think he'll be really good and disruptive. Um, I don't know. I, I just wonder what people actually think that Haskell Garrett's going to look like this fall and whether he can become that, because I think he's going to be really good. I just, I just question what his ceiling is um, going to be this fall. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I mean, I think he's going to be really, really good. I mean, I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying though. I mean, is he going to be in Dominican Sue? Probably not. You know, there are probably, if we're looking at these 44 guys, like probably a, a minimum of a quarter, like a quarter of them might be first round picks. I don't know if he's going to be a first round pick and to take him that high makes me wonder if maybe you could have waited a little bit. Like I actually think there's a better chance that Teron Vincent is a first round pick than, than Haskell Garrett. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that, but, but that's just sort of, as I sit here today, I, I, I think that's possible. Yeah. I, I have no idea what to think about Teron Vincent as an NFL draft prospect. Just Very because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because we haven't really seen, you know, what he can be. I mean, is he a guy who could soar up NFL draft boards? I think it's certainly possible, but yeah. right now I still don't know what he is. I mean, I think, you know, where you took him was smart. Cause I, I was considering the possibility if, if he fell any further of, of drafting him and playing both him and Haskell together. And so I, I think where you took him uh, was smart. You know, Haskell was uh, obviously a guy that I, I really wanted. Yeah. Could I have taken him a little later? Maybe part of my Tehran thinking too is, like I was just Im- sort of impressed at what Ryan Day said, and I don't know if you remember the year the you know leading up to Devon Hamilton's season. Yep. Ryan Day went out of his way to say Devon Hamilton has has had a great off season in the same way he did Teron Vincent. And I don't know if I don't know exactly what that means for Teron Vincent this fall, but I do think it means he's on the right track. All right, so that's our draft. Uh, that'll be all posted on elevenwarriors.com. Uh, please. Uh, go ahead and and vote on whose team you think is better, and I, and please have faith that Enoch Bamahi and Donovan Jackson can, uh, you know, because I think other than that, I think our teams are pretty even. But I do think you know if there's, you know, I'm not going to lie. If there's a if there's a position where you are clearly better than me, it's offensive tackle, and uh, I think that's probably the biggest gap on the team here. Yeah. Well, listen, I need I needed them. You have Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, who. Like legitimately, if you want to make a case for like those are two potential first round picks. So it's not like it's not like you look at my offensive line and say they're just going to be dominating. Like your defensive line might be really really good, um, and obviously Haskell Garrett is part of that mix too. So uh, yes, I think that my offensive line is much better than yours, but I also think your defensive line is more proven than mine. And and I bet if they play today on July thirteenth, I bet your defensive line would be better, even if I have three five stars. I mean. I think I have before starting defensive lineman, at least to start the season. So, I mean, I, <laughs> yes. I, I definitely feel good. I mean, I, I mean, I think if I look at my defense, I think, you know, I've, I've got it, you know, probably at least seven starters. And, you know, I think really, I mean, really, I look at my defense and I go other than other than seven banks. Like I, I can look at my entire defense and go like, there's a chance I could have the best best player at all of these positions here. Now, that doesn't mean you didn't get guys I wanted like Jack Sawyer, but, you know, I can look up and down my defense and go, you know, I, I feel really good about what I have here, uh, the guys I got. And so, you know, it's, it's really, you know, I, I feel good about that. You know, I feel like 
you know, interior offensive line, like I've, I feel like I've probably got two of the pre-starters there. I mean, I wanted Paris, but who I would have played a tackle. So, you know, I would have liked to get Paris and those three guys on the interior line, but you know, I am happy to have that. And, you know, certainly uh, I'm happy to have uh, Jeremy Ruckert and the receivers I do as well as Mayan chop Williams. Yes. And I, and I also think, you know, when, when we look back at this draft in January of 2022, I think that we, if, Ohio State fans will have wanted at least one or two of the defensive backs to be complete steals. Like, I think that the way that Ohio State's back seven is good is if one of the guys that we one or two one or two of the guys that we took low are stars. And I think it's possible. I just think sitting here in July, it's hard to project who that's going to be. Right. Um, I think that's really important for this defense. Like whether it be a Court Williams or a Cam Martinez or a Cam Brown or Ronnie Hickman or Ryan Watts, like one of the two of those guys have to be stars. Otherwise, I still have major concerns about the back seven. All right, so that's our draft. Is there anything else uh, we need to talk about here this week, or uh, are we good until we come back and get ready for Big Ten Media Days next week? How interested are people in basketball transfers, Dan? Probably enough to talk about them in the final five minutes of our show here. All right, we can do that then. Uh, Ohio State landed Cedric Russell, a 6'2", 190-pound guard um, from Louisiana who will play his final season of basketball at Ohio state. And I do, you know, I think I personally, you know, I wasn't totally sure that Ohio state should stand pat. I thought they were going to stand pat at guard. I didn't think they were going to add anybody after Dwayne Washington left for the draft. But to me, this was a smart move because I think Ohio state can be really good next year. But I felt like if you're relying on Jimmy Sotos, Jamari Wheeler, Michi Johnson, Malachi Branham as basically your entire backcourt, me, that was a little bit too much uncertainty. And I think I, I think Cedric Russell comes with some major concerns that I think people should at least, you know, be conscious of and be aware of. Um, especially when we're talking about his he's basically just a scorer. You know, he's he's a six-two scorer who doesn't distribute the ball and turn it over twice as many times as he had assists. Um, like I think that that's uh, worrisome. That said, he does some of the same stuff that Dwayne Dwayne did and that he's a great shooter from the outside. He can create his own shot a little bit. Um, and he played really well against some, some of the better teams, including 26 points against Baylor this past season. So uh, to me, it was a, a, a sensible ad. I don't think it changes everything, but I think it makes a lot of sense for what Ohio state looks like. What do you think his role is going to be next year? Do you think this is a guy who's coming in to start, or do you think this is a guy who's coming in to be a role player off the bench? I think he's going to, you know, I think that's hard to, to project right now. If I were to say, I, you know, I would probably project the starting backcourt as we sit here today in the middle of July. Things could change, but I think it would be Mishi Johnson and Cedric Russell. Um, and I don't think that he's going to have the amount and not think. I know he's not going to take the number of shots that he took last season at Louisiana. He's not going to take Dwayne's rollover. It's not going to basically come in and take 14 shots a game. He's not going to average 17 points like he did at Louisiana. If that happens, something probably went wrong along the way. Um, but I do think he's going to be an important part of this rotation. Um, and I do think that he his addition helps the ability to smooth Malachi Branham into the mix a little bit more. Um, and I also think, you know, you can have him and Michi as starters. You can have Jamari Wheeler coming off the bench with uh, Jimmy Sotos and and Malachi Branham, like, I think it's a nice mixture of youth and vets. I think we're going to need to have a basketball draft at some point because I probably would have said 
but I think the starting backcourt will be Jamari Wheeler and Malachi Branham. I thought it would be Jamari Wheeler and somebody. And then from what I've been told, like Michi's Michi Johnson's looked really good. And right now it, you probably would want to project him as a starter. Thus I'm going to currently project him as a starter knowing that things can change. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a fascinating back. It was going to be a fascinating team to watch. I think, you know, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, we've talked about it before. I think there's a lot of, a lot of potential on this team, but you know, it's also, uh, they're going to be relying on a lot of guys to, to really step up here. I mean, you know, you've got EJ, but you know, you think between, you know, young guys like Malachi and Michi and then, you know, guys transfers like Cedric and Jamari. And then, you know, guys like Justice Suing and Seth Towns who are in their second year. I, there's a lot of guys here. They're going to need to step up if they're really going to be this kind of contender that people think they can be. Yeah. And, and I think that projecting a rotation right now is one of the hardest things you could possibly do because there are 14 guys in this roster. You can really only look at one and say like, he's not playing. And that's Kalen Etzler. Like he might be in for a red shirt this season. Um, you know, I don't know if what this means for Gene Brown, I don't think it means that he's going to play much at all. Um, but I look at the rest of the guys and say, like, you're basically splitting 80 minutes between Jimmy Sotos, Jamari Wheeler, Mishi Johnson, Malika Branham, Cedric Russell, and then a little bit of Justin Arn since he can play the two. And then you're splitting 40 minutes basically between Zed Key, Joey Brunk, and then a little bit maybe of Kyle Young at center. And then you're looking at power forward where you imagine EJ is going to play 32 plus minutes a game but you also have Seth Towns, you have Justice Suing there. Like there are a lot of guys. And I think that it's going to be important for Chris Holtman to make sure that everybody knows exactly where they stand um, within the team. Because yeah, I mean, this is one of those, this is one of those years where you got a lot of guys who are ready to play. Um, and there are only so many, so, so many minutes that you got, that you've got in the game. Well, thanks for listening in to this week's episode of real pod Wednesdays. Hope you enjoyed our draft and, Uh, Next week, we'll be heading to Indianapolis. So uh, we'll be back next week to uh, preview Big Ten Media Days, and uh, we'll we'll take your questions as well. I know we haven't uh, gotten to your questions here in the last couple of episodes, so we will definitely do that next week as well if you have anything uh, you want to hear us talk about or if you have any questions you want us to ask at Big Ten Media Days, feel free to uh, send those our way as well because we want to we want to ask the questions and write the stories about the things that you guys want to hear about, want to read about. So – Please reach out with any questions you guys have, and we'll talk to you next week.